I want to read quite a few verses actually in Acts chapter 18. Acts chapter 18. And we start reading at verse 1. Acts 18 and verse 1. The book of Acts was written by Luke. And he, he'd written the, the, the gospel of Luke. And then he came on to, to write uh, the acts of the apostle, the, the deeds of the apostle. And he says at the start, the former treatise, talking about the gospel, have I made, and he's writing to a man called Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach until the day in which he was taken up. After that, uh, he was taken up. After that, he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen. And then he's going on now to write the, the book of Acts. And he, he's telling here about Paul arriving at Corinth. After these things, Paul departed from Athens and came to Corinth and found a certain Jew named Aquila, born in Pontus, lately come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because that Claudius had commanded all Jews to depart from Rome and came unto them. <coughs> and because he was of the same craft, he abode with them and wrought for, and wrought for their occupation, they were tent makers. And he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath and persuaded the Jews and the Greeks. And when Silas and Timothy were come from Macedonia, Paul was pressed in the spirit and testified to the Jews that Jesus was Christ. And when they opposed themselves and blasphemed, he shook his raiment and said unto them, Your blood be upon your own heads. I am clean from henceforth I will go unto the Gentiles. Very important verse that actually. And he departed thence and entered into a certain man's house named Justice, one that worshipped God, whose house joined hard to the synagogue. And Crispus, the chief ruler of the synagogue, believed on the Lord with all his house. And many of the Corinthians hearing believed and were baptized. Then spake the Lord to Paul in the night by a vision. Be not afraid, but speak, and hold not thy peace. For I am with thee, and no man shall set on thee to hurt thee. For I have much people in this city. And he continued there a year and six months, teaching the word of God among them. And when Gallio was the deputy of Acacia, the Jews made insurrection with one accord against Paul and brought him to the judgment seat, saying, This fellow persuadeth men to worship God contrary to the law. And when Paul was now about to open his mouth, Gallio said unto the Jews, If, he were, if it were a matter of wrong or wicked lewdness, O ye Jews, reason what that I should hear with you, I should bear with you. But if it be a question of words and names and of your law, look ye to it, for I will be no judge of such matters. And he drove them from the judgment seat. Then all the Greeks took Sosthenes, the chief ruler of the synagogue, and beat him before the judgment seat. Gallio 
cared for none of those things. God will bless those reading from his word. It's an interesting situation here in Corinth. Paul had been in Athens. He'd just come from Athens where he had been discussing things with those Greeks in Athens. And you may remember when he had walked through uh, where all the gods were and all the idols where he'd seen a statue which was to the unknown God. And Paul says, this is the God that I'm telling you about, the unknown God, the God who has made himself known in Jesus Christ, your personal God. And he, uh, he discussed and reasoned with those in Athens. And then he came to Corinth. Now Corinth had the temple of Venus, and it was a very wicked and evil city. They, they say that there were about a thousand temple prostitutes uh, around the temple of Venus and there was gross immorality in Corinth and he came and he decided that he would join himself up to these two Jews who had come from Rome Priscilla and Aquila and they had been in Rome and Claudius had uh, told the, the Jews to get out of Rome. They'd been squabbling between the Jews and the Jewish Christians. And Claudius had decided to get, get rid of them all. And they had to leave Rome and they, these ones had come to Corinth. And Paul uh, lodged with them. And he worked with his hands. This is a very interesting thing. Paul he says somewhere else that he wasn't a burden to these people because he worked with his hands. He was a tent maker. And he, it, it, some people think that maybe he made, he made tents which were just uh, overnight sort of tents that, that the soldiers used. But in any case, he was a tent maker and he worked with Priscilla and Aquila. And in verse 4 it says he went into the synagogue every Sabbath and he persuaded the Jews and the Greeks yes he reasoned with them and he he tried to gain their confidence and to, then to to reason the, the gospel message with these Jews and Paul's message was uh, if you look in verse 5 he testified to the Jews that Jesus was the Christ. Here he came into this wicked city, this very evil city. And what was his method of winning that city over to God? Now, if you look over a few, a few uh, books to 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 18. When he came into, if you keep your finger on, on Acts 18 and go over to 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 18. When he came to Corinth he said that he decided that the only thing he would do in this city was preach Christ and him crucified and here's what it says for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness but unto us that are saved it is the power of God and if you go over to the next chapter it says what he was determined to do I came to you he said when I came to you and this is when he came, first of all. We always imagine Paul being so brave. Well, he was. He was an amazing character. Imagine you going to a city and you being the only one there. We're talking about those 
people in Bihar working in villages that are completely Hindu. But Paul went into this city and he decided he would start preaching the gospel. In this wicked city with the temple of Venus and with complete opposition from everybody, he just decided he would preach the gospel. And he's saying, I came to you not with excellency of speech. No, he decided that he wasn't coming with enticing words. But he came just to preach the gospel. And he said, I came in weakness and fear and much trembling. He was shaking at the knees when he was doing this. We always think that, oh, he must have been afraid. He was, he was afraid. But then later on he says, he can do all things through Christ who strengthens him. So he came to preach the gospel. And look at what it says. He says, I came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, but I declared the testimony of God. That's, that was the important thing. He wasn't coming with, with fancy words. And, you know, the Greeks in Athens, they loved to debate. They loved to, to, they were all followers of these Greek philosophers. And they loved to debate and talk. Paul says, when I came to Corinth, I didn't come with all those fancy words that the Greeks liked. I came with the wisdom of God and the testimony of God. For I was determined, he said, that the only thing I was going to do was to preach about Jesus Christ and him crucified. Isn't that amazing? All the things that, you know, it must have sounded a weird, a weird gospel to these people. These people who were there, and he started preaching them about this man who was God, and who had gone to the cross of Calvary, and had died for their sins. And he had taken their sins on him, and God had put our punishment for sin on him. And if we come now, he said, and if you come and confess your sins to God and accept the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, then you too can have eternal life. And that's the same message that we have to preach. That's the only message that we can preach. And he said that was, I was determined not to know anything else among you save that Jesus Christ was the Son of God and that he was crucified. And he said, I came in weakness and in fear and much trembling. And you see, if you look back in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, he says, the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. Yes, it appeared foolish to a lot of people. This guy was a nutcase, preaching about a man who was God and who had died and now was alive and that we could have eternal life through believing in him. And that's the same message that we preach. But he says, it's to those that perish, but to us who are saved, it's the power of God, the dynamite of God. And that's what he was preaching to these Corinthians. He says, I came in weakness. I was afraid, but God, he says, when we feel weak, Paul says, then that God can work through us not with enticing words of men's wisdom in verse 4 of chapter 2 not with enticing words of man's wisdom but in demonstration of the spirit and of the power of God that's what he wants it was he was preaching because he had the Holy Spirit indwelling him and he was preaching not in his own strength but in the power that God it was based on the power of God and so he preached 
And he preached to these, and go back to Acts 18, he preached to the Jews and he reasoned with them and told them this in their synagogue. And they wouldn't believe him. They opposed him. And they blasphemed. And Paul just had enough. He said, I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk and discuss it with you anymore. I'm going to go to the Gentiles. And he went out on the streets of Corinth and he discussed and preached Christ crucified. And he said in this chapter, in verse, uh, verse 6, he says, your blood be upon your own heads. I am clean. I've told, I have fulfilled what God has told me to do. He told me to come and, and discuss this with you in the synagogues. From henceforth, I will go to the Gentiles. And he departed out of the, the synagogue. And as, we, as far as we know, he never went back in again. And he even left the house where Priscilla and Aquila was. He cut himself off completely from the Jews. Completely. He obviously explained it to Priscilla and Aquila because they still remained uh, very staunch supporters and very important in his ministry. But he left their house, he left the synagogue, and he went to another man's house, a man called Justice. And it obviously had the right effect. We would have said, oh, that was the finish. The Jews, <laughs> you'll never make any effort, they make any progress now with the Jews. You know, there are times when we have to stand up and be counted. We have to stand up for the truth. And that's what Paul did. And, amazingly, Crispus, the chief ruler of the synagogue, believed. After Paul had cut himself off completely, this guy believed with his household. And they were baptized after they believed they were baptized and other of the Corinthians believed and were baptized and you know I'm sure Paul wondered maybe I've done the wrong thing maybe maybe I should go back into the synagogue maybe I should maybe I was a bit too hasty and God gave him a vision I think this is great in verse 9, God gave him a vision. Paul was in the house of justice one night. And then he had this wonderful vision. And here's what the Lord said to him in the vision. And you know, we, if we are prepared to stand up for the truth and for what is right, we won't have big numbers maybe. But this is what God said to Paul and I believe he's saying it to each one of us this morning if we are prepared to stand up he says be not afraid be not afraid we, we were saying that there's a verse in the Bible that says be not afraid of their faces and that's what puts people off how people look at us and how people uh, take what we say we're afraid of their faces don't be afraid of their faces scripture says be not afraid but speak hold not thy peace don't be afraid to speak out that's what he's saying to Paul Paul must have felt very nervous going along imagine holding an open air service beside the, the, the temple of Venus with a thousand prostitutes and all this immorality and lewdness 
and you're standing there preaching the gospel Paul says this message that he got from God was be not afraid speak hold not your peace for I am with thee and we have that assurance as Christians that Jesus said lo I'm with you always I will never leave you nor forsake you never and if we have Christ living within us he says I'll never leave you nor forsake you and that's what he just got this again Paul he says I am with you and no one shall hurt thee for I have many people in this city oh what the Lord was saying was Paul keep going because there are many people in this city who are going to turn to me I know and you're going to be the means you are the means if you, if you keep quiet now these people won't, won't come to me you have to go out there and preach the gospel wonderful thing for, happened to Paul and he stayed there for a year and a half they must have got used to him out there this little man preaching away every day hammering at home what's he going to speak about today going to speak about Christ he's talking about Christ and Christ crucified oh there he's at it again and going along the next day what's he preaching he's preaching about Christ and him crucified that was his message and that's the only message which we have for a world which is lost Christ and him crucified and then in those we read those verses where the Jews got fed up with this and they decided that they would try and rig a court case against him. And they brought him before Gallio, the, the governor, the deputy for Acacia. And they started off saying what Paul was doing. This man, you know, he's preaching about this Christ and it's against our law and all. And thank God Gallio was, was a sensible man. God obviously had his man in there. And, and he said, listen, you Jews... What, what are you talking about? This is nothing to do with Roman law or anything like that. This is to do with your laws. Sort it out amongst yourselves. Get out of here. And he, he, he kicked them out. And then the Greeks, they were watching this. And then they had a go at the Jews. And this, the leader of the synagogue, the chief ruler of the synagogue, Sosthenes, was beaten up as a result of trying to bring this action against Paul. It, it went back on them. But you know the interesting thing? Look at, uh, go back to Corinthians again. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. And verse 1. And here's Paul writing to the Corinthians. And here's what he says. Paul called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God. And Sosthenes, our brother. Isn't that amazing? Look at, go back to Acts again it says then all the Greeks took Sosthenes the chief ruler of the synagogue and beat him before the judgment seat and Gallio didn't care what they did this was the man who had tried to bring an, an action against Paul for preaching the gospel this was the guy who, who, who was trying to, to rig Paul and get rid of him get him put in prison and Paul when he's writing to the Corinthians this fellow is mentioned Paul called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God and also this letter comes from Sosthenes our brother he was converted not amazing he, he became a Christian this man Sosthenes after trying to get rid of Paul out of Corinth 
and having been beaten up by the Greeks for doing it, he was converted, he was, he was saved. And you know, that's our simple message for today. But it's a very profound message. When Paul went to Corinth, he went into one of the most evil cities. We have some Christians, if they go into situations like that, they're speaking out to the heavenlies, they're binding and loosing spirits all over the place. Paul didn't do that. If there was a place for it to be done, it was in Ephesus, it was in Corinth, it was in Athens. He didn't have prayer marches around the place. No, he preached the gospel. He preached the gospel. And that is our prayer action. That is where we, we go. No prayer. You know, these people, they're, they're, they're saying the, the, the spirit of this and the spirit of that. What does it say in Joshua? Joshua 23. Joshua 23. Uh, and verse 7, I think it is. <clears throat> Joshua is charging the people when they go into the promised land. And when we go into any situation, it's the same thing. When you come among these nations, these that remain among you, neither make mention of the name of their gods. Neither make mention of the name of their gods, nor cause to swear by them, neither serve them, nor bow yourselves unto them. Not even mention the names of them. We're giving them uh, authority that they don't have. What was Paul's reaction to the evil spirits and all the things that were going wrong in Corinth and Ephesus and Athens? We have no record of him saying anything that Christians do today. No binding and loosing of them. All he did was preach the gospel. That is our defense against these evils in the world. Preach the gospel in season and out of season Paul in Corinth and the message that Paul preached is the same message that we have to preach today that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures and it was the same when he went to the Galatians. This he says at the end of Galatians. God forbid that I should glory. The only thing he was going to glory in was the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. That's what Paul's theme was when he preached. And that should be our theme every day. And we should, as the Christians, as the, the Gentiles in Corinth reacted, and they became Christians, and they were baptized. That is what our reaction should be. To accept Christ Jesus as Lord and Savior. Repent of our sins. And to follow him. Follow him 
follow him, yield your life to him. He has conquered death. He is king of kings. Accept the joy which he gives to those who yield their lives to him. Thank you very much.